We didn't start Kid. with any theme music, though. Oh, well, <laughs> Bill said to start recording, so I just did what he told me. He's the boss. Oh, really? A sense when? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Nah, it's my song. We won't get monetized. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> or demonetized, whatever you want to call there it. There you go. Okay, so uh, everybody, welcome to yet another episode of um, Two Old Guys and a Middle-Aged Guy Talk About Guitars and Gear and Stuff. Uh, and stuff. Tim, you want to you tell them what this thing is? I tried to do it last time, and uh, you just do it way better than I do. Nobody actually knows what this thing is. That's the the beauty of it. Um, is it a podcast? I don't know. Is it a YouTube series? I don't know. Is it just getting us getting bored and recording the stuff we talk about when we're not recording? Yeah, pretty much. But you know, if people like gear or they like listening to nonsense, they have nothing better to do with their time. Like it's pretty fun. So you know, we'll probably talk about music at some point. But I like to derail everything and not talk about music for a while. So so there we um, go. So okay. <laughs> So Tim was late. <laughs> tell us what's going on. Well, aren't we going to introduce our guest before I tell you why oh, I'm yeah, late? Oh, yeah, we should do that, huh? God, it's so professional. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> we, we have another guest. We had a guest last time, and we have a guest this time. Whoa, we're like pro now. I'm only um, seeing half of Riley's face, though. Oh, yeah, Riley, you, you, you tilted up just a Here's little the, bit. Is that... The, the, this is a crap light setup, but anyway. There we no, go. The, so it's, it's not the light, just the camera. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're you're plenty bright enough. Yeah, it's just it's cutting off the top of your head, like right about yeah, here. The top oh, of your there camera. You go. There you go. Just lean back a little bit, and you got it. Back, okay. back it up, back it. Yeah. Again, professional. Uh, <laughs> so, um, joining us today is uh, Riley Wilson, coming in from Frisco, Texas. And um, Riley was a uh, big-time contributor to the original Gig Magazine way back in the 80s. God, we are all so freaking old. I'm not. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, looking to dig some of my old gigs out, but I, I couldn't find them in time. I well, have well, age- all of them, and they're in the garage, though. Yeah, that's where mine are in the garage. I have mine here back on the shelf below my GIT stuff. So. Oh yeah. So there you go. So the Bible. Um, uh, all right. So we'll get into uh, we'll get into uh, Riley trying to tell us a little bit about what he does in a second. But first, let's start with Tim and explain why you're late. Well, hey, I just wanted to say before I get to that, <clears throat> age is going to play into why I'm late. Um, Riley, it's nice to uh, meet you virtually. I know I've edited a bunch of your stuff in the Live to Play days, so. <laughs> so far and so anyway thanks for allowing me to be on here with you guys yeah but Absolutely. Riley didn't you need that much editing no like, no not, nothing like not, Scott not like me <laughs> <laughs> but at least I admit it I admit it or, or our last guest who I love dearly but um, yeah okay so there we go yeah it, it, the, the last guest was it would come in it would be like it was freaking awesome I loved it and then it would be like Bill how do I turn this into four or five paragraphs <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, by the way, if, if you hear banging in the background, there's an electrician working on my house in the other room. So he's installing canned lights and stuff, cool things like that. So um, I was originally planning on coming and talking about um, my favorite band, who I should have given up on like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, Weezer, because they dropped more music this week. But um, instead, this is why I'm late tonight. So 
um, in, in my church, I work with like the teenagers. Like I teach like Sunday school and I also do like weeknight activities. And so tonight they were doing a weeknight activity and it was combined with like teenage boys and teenage girls. And they're having this, uh, photo scavenger hunt competition. And anyway, my son was there and, and he was on one of his, those razor scooters. Right. And they were riding around the neighborhood in this video scavenger hunt. So, um, I decided that I'm, I'm the cool like leader or advisor or whatever you want to call me. Uh, you know, cause a lot of the kids play guitar. So I'm always like helping buy effects and fixing their break broken instruments and stuff. So, you know, being the cool leader that I am, I decided to show them some tricks on the razor scooter. And, um, <laughs> how bad did you get hurt? Well, Riley was going to say something. Close. No, I just said this can't end well. Yeah, so um, so <laughs> one of the things that's happened uh, with the pandemic um, the plague. is all, the plague. The Sorry, plague the, the plague. With, with the plague <laughs> is I've got to this point where even though I'm like the only one here who lives in an environment where that's actually cold, where it snows, I pretty much wear board shorts and flip-flops all day. I usually like a polo shirt or a button-up shirt up on. So it's kind of like the mullet, except for, you know, the party and or the business front party in the back. But I'm like the business on top, party on the bottom kind of thing. Um, so I'm anyway, I'm doing these, I'm on this Razor Scooter doing tricks because mentally I'm like 17 years old. Physically, I realize I'm in my 40s. And I was coming up to this curb, like this driveway, and I was going to jump onto the driveway. And I went to jump and the, the wheel hit. And the thing started to flip. So, you know, I go to bail on the scooter. This is why I mentioned my apparel. Because my flip-flop catches on the edge of the driveway. And I go right down on the driveway. And land, <laughs> land on the driveway. Um, and, of course, I do this in front of this whole group of, of teenage girls. Um, and the teenage boys that I was working with. And, and I have all sons. And now I wish I had daughters. Because all the girls were like, oh, no, are you okay? And all the boys were just laughing hysterically. I thought it was the funniest thing they ever saw. Of course, you know, trying to, to save my pride. I was like, no, I'm good. It was just for humor purposes. Um, as I get up. And, and I just want to say. So on the camera, you can probably see the gash in my elbow right there. Oh, I have a, nice. a, I have a similar one on my knee. Um, I ripped a hole in my brand new board shorts for my key stabbed to the side. Um, but the worst part of it is I'm pretty sure I bruised my ribs because <laughs> it hurts to breathe so bad right now. So if I'm coughing the whole time, <laughs> that's why. Um, and so anyway, how old, are you? how old are you, Tim? 41. Yeah. So we see when you get to be 60, this will <laughs> never happen. Do you know why? You know why? Your wife is going to run out of the house and yell at you for even attempting to touch that scooter until Tim put the scooter down and step away. Well, actually, the, the comment is I'm sitting here coughing, going, oh, my ribs, I can't hardly talk. She's going, you just ripped holes in your brand new shorts. You're as bad as the kids. <laughs> Awesome. There you go. That's as good welcome as to can. welcome to middle age guys talking about stuff. Oh, man. That's too good. Okay, so I got Dude, one thing hurts. before we start. I got one thing Dude. before we start. I got I, I had a new find. I had my uh, a new score. An auction score. Oh nice. It's a fender, I can tell from the headstock, even though it's a little it's a little blurry, but Yes, it is definitely a fender. Um don't even remember what it's called. It's, is it's it a, all, 
What was that? Is it a Sonoran or Sonoran, whatever they call that? No, it, but it's all mahogany, solid top. Um, and I've been playing a lot of bossa nova music, and I, my nylon string guitars. I, I have a thin line Yamaha, but that doesn't have any output. Yeah, there you go. Did you say bossa nova? Oh yeah, I'm totally. I'm, I'm, I spent I've spent way too much time like delving into it. But set me up with that. That was a great pitch, by the way. There you go, right? And I I got a uh, I've got a uh, a nylon string that I had made when I was living in South America, um, but it's really hard to play. And action is ridiculously high, and uh, so. It's, that's supposed to be a steel string guitar, but I bought ball end nylon strings, and the action's a little low and it's buzzing a little bit. I've adjusted a truss rod as much as I dare, um, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have to put a new nut on it. But I got it for sixty dollars. Nice. With <laughs> with a padded gig bag, brand new. In a Which one? Box. The old. The old one that we that we used to do, or the new one that you just started the doing? The new one that I just started doing. Nice. That's terrific. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, there's my thing. Um, well, so do you want to do you want to hear my score for the week? That's not a score, score and costs more than sixty bucks. I'm really uh, proud of this. Board um, shorts. What was that? <laughs> board shorts. No, well, I, I'm going to need more of those after this. <laughs> so, um, as 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 Bill and Scott know, I've got a problem with buying guitar pedals that are way too expensive, sometimes to a stupid level. Um, but this week, I was able to score a Paul Cochran um, hand-wired Tim overdrive pedal. He did a limited bunch of them. They were sold out within about an hour. I was able to score one, and it should be here this week. And it's called Tim. It's called a Tim, yes. Um, the uh, more popular version is the Timmy, which is like the just the overdrive section without the boost. And he partnered with MXR. So I have the MXR version of that, which I think about 130. The hand-wired ones are about 200. But this is the big one um, so that they only that. do. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, I'm really excited. I scored that this week, and it has my name on it. So it should be my signature pedal, even though it has nothing to do with me. But... Getting it this That's week. Okay. Should be here on Saturday. I, I have a guitar that should be my signature because it's called a Reverend. Um, a Reverend Avenger. And I never play it. It's up there on the wall. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and one of the slots that you can't see. Actually, you can see the white sides of it up there. So anyway. Um, and, We're doing scores of the week. Uh-oh. No. Asus Nitro Expansion Pack. Nice mesh, mesh pad and symbol. Lists on Amazon one nineteen. Our favorite auction here in Vegas, fifteen dollars. <laughs> was that was that at Nellis? Yes, oh. I paid a lot more than that for this one right here. It's not even mesh. There you yeah, go. it is. It is Lisa's though. Nice. Okay, yes. so um, let's stop. Okay, anyway, we're, we're, okay, <laughs> stop screwing around. Um, and, <laughs> so um, we're gonna we're gonna do something odd here in just a couple of minutes, but we want to start by talking with Riley a little bit. Um, 
Riley's a longtime working musician. Um, he's one of those guys who has actually made a living for a long time um, playing music, doing different stuff. Riley, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and where you come from and what you're doing? Hey, you have to you have to throw before we start, Riley. You have to put the question in there, Bill, which is to start out and introduce yourself. What is like the two, oh, three yeah, albums we, yeah, that, that made you want to become a musician? So to start with the albums, I didn't even warn him about this. Yeah, you have to start with it. So throw the throw the fastball, buddy. Okay, so uh, name the top. Let's go with three. We only give him three. I think we only gave Ronnie two, and he only used one. Um, and so let's go with the top three albums that kind of formed you as a musician. The ones that you were listening to when you decided that you this is what you wanted to do. Cool. Um, ones that you guys have probably never heard. One of them was a Billy Grammer gospel guitar record that my mom and dad had. Uh, that was probably the first one. Um the second one probably would be another oddball record you guys have probably never heard of. It was called Stars for a Summer Night. And it actually was half jazz and half classical music. But they had some stuff on there, for example, like... Uh summer night and this was a the version of stereo to the stars so i tried to play this stuff uh, it took me many years to learn to play this uh, better than that by the way but play this um <laughs> uh, 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 chord melody style and so those were probably two um i can tell you the first rock and roll record i ever bought was lies by the knickerbockers right and i got that when that was a single that came out when i was ten and a half in April 1966. Man. Somebody who's older than me. I love having a guest who's older than me. <laughs> Not by a lot, but by a couple years. So that's always cool. But uh, my, my background's pretty simple. My dad played, he played probably 20 chords, right? Country guitar singer, player. He actually played on the Louisiana Hayride a couple of times. Uh, and had a couple of discs that he recorded in the 78s way back in the early the early 50s, I guess. Um, I was born in Shreveport. I probably started playing guitar when I was 10, Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and like everybody, you know, I like, you know, the Beatles, and I like, you know, Paul Revere and the Raiders, the Monkees, everybody who was happening at that time, Hendrix, Santana, you know, all the, the obvious people. And I met a guitar player probably when I was a junior in high school named Bob Stallings from Raleigh, who was into Yes, and he could actually do... Big Yes band. Right, he could actually play the Yes material and play it correctly. And uh, so, result of that, I started listening to Yes, and there was like Marvin the Fusion stuff like that. Um, my wife is still steamed at me because I'm not particularly a Queen fan. I told her by 1975, I wasn't listening to a whole lot of rock anyway. It would be fusion or jazz or whatever stuff like that. Anyway, long story short, started playing professionally at the end of my end of my senior year of high school, which had been in fall of '72. So this fall of 50 years. Oh, man. Wow. Anyway, um, uh, went to college. Uh, ended up getting a radio, television, film degree at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, wasn't satisfied. Came to Los Angeles in March of '83 and started at GIT the following month. 
uh, did their little One Year of Hell program, which was a wonderful program. I was involved with some great people, great musicians. I was in Los Angeles for about four years. Met a guy named Quint Randall. I knew his brother Mark from church, but met Quint the last week I happened to be in Hollywood. I'm leaving to go back to North Carolina from, from Granada Hills. And he said, well, I'm starting a new magazine called Gig Magazine. And I said, well, hey, I'd like to be part of it. And, uh, you know, I'd like to write something for it. Never having written anything before in my life. So we moved back to North Carolina. And about four months later, Quint calls. He said, so what do you want to write about? Uh, I just joined a fairly successful band called The Shades. And so I said, well, why don't I write about booking prom gigs? And so that's when the writing career began. Um, I did a 12-year column called The Gigmeister. Uh, in vintage guitar from probably 93 to 2006, I guess, something like that. Uh, I've been working all the time as a professional musician. Taught guitar, one of the main reasons that we moved back to North Carolina at the end of 86 is that I wanted just to teach guitar and play gigs, which we've done. Um, I majored in radio, television, film. Uh, worked in radio three separate occasions and got tired of talking in a closet for minimum wage. But I got into voiceovers, and so I also do voiceovers as well. And... Uh, so between doing voiceovers, um, teaching, playing gigs, of course, writing for magazines when I've given the opportunity, we've been very, very fortunate. And uh, so my wife and I are empty nesters now, having raised our four kids. And I was very fortunate and very blessed to be able to do what we got to do. So Very cool. Uh, first off, so everybody knows, um, if somebody calls me on my cell phone, the ringtone is... The guitar intro to Siberian Cat Troop, yes, because uh, <laughs> nobody else has that. I always know it's my. It's like I know it's my phone, and um, with the, we really need to have Quint on here as a guest at some point in time. I mean, all of us. I don't think Scott. Did you ever meet Quint? I don't think so. Probably oh, not. see. I was going to ask the same thing because I was going to say it sounds like Quint is to blame for all of this. All of it. He He's a man. What was that, Riley? I said he's a major factor in it. I talked to him about six months ago when he and his wife were here in Texas. And he got to go to a Rangers game or something like that. But yes, catch up with Quint. I know that the listeners and the viewers for this podcast would probably enjoy seeing this put on stuff as well. All right. Very cool. <clears throat> so I'm um, We're gonna. I, and, and we're springing this on Riley. Riley's the only one of us probably who hasn't, like, checked this. D Tim, did you listen to any of this stuff? To, uh, no. Uh, oh, no, good. I didn't. Oh, good, because that way we get, we get honest reactions. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> so um, I'm not really sure how to intro this. Um, there's a scam, I believe. The only, it's the only explanation for it. It only works on Apple Music. It's not on Spotify. But it appears, at least, that some enterprising individual is um, a kind of hijacking the artist pages for uh, legacy artists who haven't put out any new material in a very long time. Um, and putting up stuff that uh, either is just horrifyingly god-awfully bad in most cases or it sounds like a synthesizer farts that um, somebody with a DAW and a single keyboard did in their bedroom in an hour 
and um, and they're coming up in the new music algorithmically created playlists. Um, and again, it's only in Apple Music. I've checked all this stuff uh, in uh, in Spotify, and it doesn't happen. So, um, hey, Scott, do you have the ability to actually play something that we can hear other than through I, your phone? I do, oh, through my phone. Okay, so we're going to have to go through your phone, um, and then I will uh, add some of this stuff in uh I mean, different. I, 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 I will edit some of this stuff in so it doesn't sound <coughs> like it sounds like on Scotch Bone. Uh, I did a little research, and this has been going on for a minute. It has. I mean, I discovered like, the first one a couple of years ago. I looked as far as back as I could see. It, it's been going on since 2017. Wow, that's earlier than I thought. So you found some of this from 2017? Yeah, I went on to the Apple forums because people were complaining that their name was on someone else's music, and how do I change it? And was so, there was a response of how you do this? You have to send an email to the original artist. They have to send them an email. There's. It just seemed like it was a lot of lip service. Like, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. And so and it, obviously, it doesn't seem like it's working because here we are, 2022, and, and it's still, happening. still happening. So wait, let me make sure I understand this correctly. So people will jump in and record like a terrible synth version or something of somebody else's song, post it as material from that artist, and then do they get paid for it or like what well, is the? You know, no, I think about it like this. Here, here's what it is. Is someone will like? I'll show you this one. Ambrosia. Here's the group Ambrosia. Oh, this is the worst one. Okay, this is All so right. offensive group, you can't believe it. The group Ambrosia. You know how much I feel. So, whoever this is posted an explicit song under their name, and okay. the title of the what's the title of the song? I want to. I want you to fuck me right in the ass. <laughs> so, Ambrosia, really? They they got a song like that? I, I, I'm thinking. Mm. So, now, now when you now, click on it and play it. But it's not just Ambrosia. I mean, there's the Outlaws, Jellyfish, Marshall uh, Tucker, the Strobs. There's just hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of I, artists. And I, I, the Ambrosia one is the first one that I discovered. Um, and back when I was working for Apple, I, um, I listened to a lot of music because I wasn't. I was doing customer service stuff. I wasn't. I was. It was all text based, so I was, you know, sending texts back and forth and answering Twitter messages and things like that. And so I could have music on, and I listened to a lot of music. And I would, you know, check out this you know, my new music mix every week. And I saw it. And I went. God, I'm a huge Ambrosia fan. 
What a great band. I mean, really, really great band. Whether you're talking about the big, you know, uh, AOR uh, ballad hits like How Much I Feel or You Are Every Woman, you know, those were great. But they've got a massive prog rock side, too. I mean, Life Beyond L.A. and... Uh, uh, holding on to yesterday and nice, nice, very nice, just great, great prog rock song. And it's like, so I pulled that up right away and I heard that and it was like, wow, something's really wrong. <laughs> it's like, this is an ambrosia, what happened? Yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, and, that, and that's what's odd about it. And, and we'll put some screenshots in here and everything so you can kind of see how it goes. But if you call up the ambrosia artist page, in Apple Music, their latest release is this. That's what it shows. Now, the the actual name of that artist uh, appears to be Ambrosia Superstar. Um, uh, but not trying to ride on that, are they? Right. And Ambrosia's uh, out on tour now again. Exactly. That's the whole thing. It was like, and, and that's why I, I was like, that was the thing that, that that brought me to listen to it in the first place. Because like, I knew they were still touring. I think it's yeah. three of the original members. It's everybody except David Pack and, and a couple other people because they can't hit those high notes anymore. So they've got a chick in the band now. <laughs> but uh, it was just really odd stuff bizarre stuff and I you know I, I thought about it kind of let it go didn't think about it again until it started happening again and the last two weeks ago there were four in my new music mix four all at once you, you know this this reminds me of a conversation my dad and I had um, so he and I worked in the same recording studio like 30 years apart okay and we actually had the same boss, except for he was about ready to retire when I went not work there. But anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, same boss, 30 years apart, too. Um, and, you know, my dad had made a, com a comment to me once that uh, uh, music was better back in the day when everything was done on analog tape because it was really expensive to get recording. And that's why you always get good music, because you had to be good enough to be able to justify recording it. And the problem with the digital age is now anybody can record any crap, and that's why there's so much garbage that's out there. And it sounds like this is like a direct result of that, of somebody who's just recording stuff and spoofing stuff in their homes, trying to get listens to get... To make, I don't know if they're trying to make money or what they're trying to do or try to get their name out there, but it sounds like that's almost what's... about it, so uh, using the Ambrosia example again, they're a big band. I mean, they sold millions and millions of records. They've got a lot of fans, and you've got to figure that in the how many millions of Apple Music users there are um, who get that, who, who are, you know, who have liked ambrosia music in the past and who you know the algorithm knows that they like that kind of music are going to get that showing up in their mix and am i going to listen to it again not on purpose but there's well, how long do you have to listen to before it counts i don't know but I'll tell you, on that one, I was so blown away at how bad it was and how utterly offensive it is. And believe it or not, even oh. with that title, that is not the worst song on the album. Okay? <laughs> there are other things that are, that are I wasn't a, worse. I wasn't offended, but I was just like, well, this is definitely not an Ambrosia song. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, so, so. Hey, like Bill, said, you have to stop. Riley, Riley's our guest. You're not letting him jump in. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I suck. This scratch and then put it under Ambrosia's page. It shows up it looks on their like artist it. page. It, it, it looks actually, like it. It, it. Call up the, in 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 the Apple Music platform. If you call up the Ambrosia page, it'll have latest release, and the latest release is this album. Uh, and it's been that way. I discovered this one probably two years ago, and it's been that way for two years. And I, I remember thinking, man, somebody's got to tell the band about this, but I had no way to get a hold of him. It looks like, Scott, you said you, you know, it, it sounds like it's this whole weird thing to, uh, well, to do. And, and the thing that's... The Marshall Tucker Band one is from 2022. Right. And I no, think that the haven't put out music in years. Well, they're dead. They're you know, so I mean, when I saw it, I thought that maybe it was a remix. You know, maybe it was uh, you know something live that somebody pulled out and 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 you know a legacy artist, you know, quote unquote new material. Um, and, but it's not. And the thing is, and I went, I checked on on YouTube Music. I didn't check Prime Music because nobody uses Prime Music, um, and I use and I checked on Spotify. And if you call Wait, the on, on, artist pages for those, these this stuff doesn't show up. I just Scott, did you just raise your hand? Do you use Prime Music? Yeah, <laughs> we, we have we have Alexa in our house uh, everywhere. And yes, that's true. He does. Alexa we, controls everything we have, in his house. We have figured it out that so we can play Apple Music on everything, but sometimes they don't have what we want to hear, and it's just easier. That's funny. Scott's one of the five people who uses... Why is my wife calling me? In the middle of our show... We're, we're professional. Haven't you heard that? That's right, man. Fully pro here. <laughs> so anyway, um, and the the thing that's odd to me about it, I just you know, um, having now released some of my own music, I know that the process for actually getting it online, I use TuneCore, um, which sends it out to everybody, but with TuneCore. It was on. It was live on YouTube within hours. It was live on Spotify within 48 hours. It took a week for Apple Music for it to show up. A week, because they say that they have a uh, some kind of a, a manual. Uh, approval process that everything has to go through. So they're the ones with this manual approval process, and but this stuff is only showing up on Apple Music. Only Apple Music. So, so I have a question here, um, and I'm going to Riley because he's our guest today. So, uh, my question is, Riley, number one, have you uh, put out any original music of your own, and where can we hear it? And number two, if you've done it, has anybody spoofed it with like um, offensive stuff? My <laughs> <laughs> tooth. Let's see here, Tim. First of all, let's begin with question number two, shall we? Uh, <laughs> I'm singing at the old broadcaster stuff. So I'll stop that. Um, no, nobody is bothered. I actually did two CDs about four years ago. Once 
Christmas guitar. The other's called Sabbath guitar. And I just released them to my webpage. I had thought about doing it a little bit more uh, national. The problem is, is that I'm my own worst engineer. And so every time I engineer stuff, I'll go back and listen to it later and realize I even start. I do this. And I probably just sent the tracks to somebody that made for me and put me out of my misery. But, for example, with my solo act, um, I have tracks that I do here using Logic Pro in my studio at the house. I have mixed these tracks probably 16 to 18 times. I got a catalog of over 200 songs. It's driving me nuts. I haven't done anything with either of them, and they both need both the solo, uh, the, the Christmas and the Sabbath guitar CDs need to be remixed, but I haven't done it because I've been too busy doing other things. Now, uh, let me let me go back to something you guys said earlier. You know, this reminds me of something that's going on in the voice of the big deal, and that's AI. Um, and AI, you can go on YouTube, as we all know, and you can watch a video that was put together by someone using an artificial speech thing, right? And... Anybody that really cares about their message isn't going to do that. I think the thing that's insidious about this to me is that an artist like Ambrosia, David Pack and the, and the guys, they worked hard for their career to have records, to have some person, I'm being kind here, <laughs> going into that age is, frankly, at first it was a little incomprehensible. But here in 2022, I'm not surprised by nothing. Well, you know what? That's actually a really good point, uh, hugely good point. Scott, do you have a, do you have the jellyfish one up? Don't start playing. I'm gonna make this my new hobby, by the way. Oh. Yeah, right. Finding this stuff. So, um, uh, oh no, make, making this stuff, not finding it, making oh, it. Oh, there you go. It's my new hobby. Yeah, right. Um, and all you have to do is find some artist who hasn't put out music in 20 years, and you can probably figure a way to pull it up. Well, the reason I think it's one person is when I started poking around, um, I realized if you call up the lyric view for this stuff, and there's, for most of it, there's no lyrics. It's just bizarre instrumental synth stuff. Um, so there's no lyrics, Here's but I'll have the copyright one. information at the bottom, and it's in all caps... And it's the name of the artist, not a person. Yeah, so that's the jellyfish one. <laughs> it's like... For what it's worth, it goes on for like five minutes. Yeah, three minutes. But, it's like, but wow. for what it's worth, that sounds like early '70s Pink Floyd. That's what they did sound like before they figured out how to make good music. So, but there <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like a like involved. a. I mean, I mean, every. It, I mean, I'm a huge Jellyfish fan. Jellyfish is a great band. I mean, and I don't know if every. I know Scott's a fan. But, you know, yeah. The King is Half Undressed. What a great song, man. I mean, I've, I've stolen, I have directly ripped off stuff from Jellyfish numerous times. Great writing, great production, great band. That ain't Jellyfish. That is not Jellyfish. Um, uh, let's, uh, Marshall Crenshaw, no, it's not Marshall Crenshaw, it's Marshall Tucker Band. Anybody remember the Marshall Tucker Band? Hey, oh yeah, I'm at uh, not Tim. <laughs> well, 
played my guitar. Great guy. Right? Um, yeah. Guys in that band have been dead for a while. Both brothers yeah. died in the last, you know, I, I, one of them died young, and the other one died in the last 10 years, probably. This is what they say is Marshall Tucker. Flowers by Marshall Tucker Band. Right. Alternative 2022. Can't you see part two to me? <laughs> I just Fire don't on get the mountain, it. right? This, yeah. this is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> and to be have going on at least as far back I could find, uh, it maybe even further. Two thousand and seventeen. Really? Uh, Come on, this, this is the maker of the iPhone and the iPod, and uh, I mean. The Us Festival, and we can't figure this shit out? Clearly, quality control at Apple is at an all-time low. It, it sounds like it's like Facebook, or, or not Facebook, it's like Craigslist or some of these other companies that have a lot of posts, and then people just post spam. I mean, this is musical spam to me. Yeah, me You know too. what? That's a You're great way to put it. This is exactly musical what it is. It's spam. musical spam. It's musical spam. Um, uh, what was, there was, I was on a band that no, most people aren't going to remember. Uh, well, actually, Riley might. Do you remember the Straubs? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the, that was Rick Wakeman's band yeah. prior to yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It was an excellent English rock and roll band. Yes, English rock and roll band with some prog leanings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then this is... Scott, you have Straubs there? Absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> this ain't no... But yes. <laughs> All right, Riley's gonna die with this one. Here we go. This All right, is so this is the Strobs, <laughs> and it clear it clearly says hip hop right behind the Strobs. This is like hip hop did not exist when the Strobs. Strobs special single hip hop rap. You know who you are We used to be friends Not anymore Till I found out what you did to one of my female friends How could you do such shit? How many is that that we played? Like four or five? I think that's Okay, so we had Ambrosia, Jellyfish, Marshall Tucker, Straubs. Well, we had we, we had one more. Uh, oh, Out, the, Outlaws. the Outlaws. The Outlaws. What a great rock and roll band. Three guitar players. I actually worked with Harvey Arnold in a band after he was the Outlaws many years ago. Talk about them offline sometimes. Great, great band. In fact, I Green Grass and High Tides. I mean, come on. I must have seen that band a hundred times. I, I loved that band when I was a kid. I, so, I, when that first album came out, I was all over it. Now, okay, the album cover, maybe, but it clearly says 
alternative. <laughs> now, ah! and 2022. Now, uh, okay, so I a, think a Harvey the is, is still alive. Well, I think Harvey is still alive, and I think Harvey is very much alive. In fact, he's living in North Carolina doing a blues act, playing guitar instead of bass. But yeah, there's still a lot of this. And and there's. A couple of, I think a couple of other guys. are. I think Huey Thompson was the only one that di uh, died. Yes. But I know there's still yeah. a version touring. Uh, yeah. Big so, guitar anyway. rock band. Here we go. So this is... Greengrass and High Tides 2. I'm sorry to just guff all like this, but this is absolutely ridiculous <coughs> and insulting. It's insulting. That's the best way to put it. I, I, what I can't figure out is how how long you have to listen to before it will count as like something. And are they getting paid, or is it just like counting on stream? Or, I, I don't understand, but it just, or is it a huge, like, glitch, and Apple just can't figure it out? That's why they want to axe iTunes, because in Apple Music, I, they can't I, it I blame it on the uh, ghost of Steve Jobs. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and again, you know, I, I, I said, you know, full, full, uh, full transparency, full disclosure here. I have a hate boner for Apple because, you know, they've screwed me. Um, and, well, did, did you notice that any of this had to do with your departure? In fact, are, are they trying inadvertently to blame you for this? <laughs> Probably. Wouldn't for years. One bit. Well, you know. For what it's worth, I blame all my Apple problems on Bill. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, which is why I never used to tell anybody that I worked for him. Hardly anybody knew because it was like you know, I I I I, I there's a a guy I know, um, great dude, um, had a, a, a small sound company there in Utah. Uh, actually, he just moved to Arizona, but uh, for a long time, and I got him a deal on a Mac Mini. I remember I was walking into Infocom here in Vegas now. Infocom is in June, like late June. I think it's like, I, it just happened here. Um, and in Vegas. So it's already starting to get really hot. And I drove in. I was parked in the parking lot across the street from the convention center, which means I'm a half a mile from, from the actual exhibit. So I'm walking in and sweating my butt off. And my phone rings. And it's him, and he has a problem with the Mac. And and I'm like, dude, I'm walking in to Infocon. Call Apple support. He says, well, you're Apple support. I said, not right now, I'm not. Gosh. I, I have to laugh at that because I'm, I'm guilty here because every time we had any kind of Apple problem at my house, my wife would be like, call Apple Care. I'm like, no, I'll just text Bill. <laughs> For years, that's, that was me. So, and it still is me. So, yeah, right. I, wow. I, I'm still getting this stuff. And I haven't worked for him in uh, seven months, something like that. 
you know? Now, now I have my stupid job, my, my ridiculous, why is somebody who's 62 years old doing this job? Like, Riley doesn't know. Riley, I'm working as a lifeguard. Hey, but you're working on your suntan, Bill. <laughs> he, he only wears an American flag Speedo. It's amazing. Hey. Well, yeah, but, you know, under, under my board shorts. So. That's fantastic. No, I'm the board short guy. You know, here's the thing, though, talking about us being, um, well, we're not 21 any longer. If anybody yeah. told us when we were, you know, 18 or 21 that we'd still be able to do what we're doing at this age, we probably would have laughed. I tell my new guitar students when they come on board, had anybody told me when I was 10 years old that I would uh, so have supported a family by teaching guitar and playing gigs and writing about it, I would have guffawed. I wouldn't have laughed. I would have guffawed. So anytime you get to play, it's great. I think the thing that bugs me about these ridiculous um, tunes, and I've got to use that in quotation marks. Yeah, right. Is that, uh, somebody obviously uh, wants a, a, you know their five seconds of fame, uh, and all that really ruined it. Not only for the artist, but they've embarrassed themselves because anybody who listens to this is going to go, "Geez, this is worse than awful." Yeah, yeah it, well, because it like says it awful is 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 an insult to awful. Yeah, well, most true. of these bands, like the the one for the outlaws, the the song says it's an alternative song. Well, if you're going to see listen to the outlaws, you're not really going for all. You know, I mean, you're not you're not really a Cure fan going to listen to the outlaws. No. I, I can promise you this because I know these guys, Billy Jones and Huey Thomas, Harvey Arnold is a friend of mine. None of those are alternative bone in their body. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's, it's country rock. It's country yeah, rock. Yeah, no man. doubt. No so doubt. Anyway, I, was, um, I was... Yeah, I was mortified. Stuff. The outlaws. That's not the outlaws that killed me. Wow. So, anyway... Um, and it doesn't seem like anybody is doing anything... Other than sending emails to Apple Music. Well, and, and so what is it? Does this mean that Apple Music is such a small part of the market that the artists don't care? Um, I mean, if this were happening on Spotify, I think there'd be something about it. But I actually, I, 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 uh, I, I sent an email about this to Bob Lefsitz, who does the Lefsitz letter. Um, he's a, a music industry blogger that everybody follows, and I haven't heard anything. I said, you know, I don't think I had the wherewithal to, you know, really get the word about this out, but I think you do, and um, no, it's, it's like nobody cares. Yeah. Do, nobody do cares. you, by any chance, know um, subscriber numbers of Apple Music versus like a Spotify? I do not. It's. I, I mean, I know that Apple Music has come up by quite a bit, um, and they were. Uh, if, if they had a free, if they had a free tier, they would probably be giving Spotify a bit of a run for their money. Um, but because it's all subscription based, I think that. Uh, I, 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 my my understanding is that Spotify has something like ten times or more, um, uh, even paid subscribers. Not even counting the free tier. So it's, it's just not even close. Interesting. Well, there you go. That's all I've got. Th th this was this was Bill's 
this was Bill's conspiracy theory. I don't think it was really conspiracy theory. I think we've proven out that it's real. Um, aliens are behind it, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, but. So, I mean, you know, if, if you've seen any of this stuff and you just thought it was like a one-off thing, you know, send us a link. We'll, uh, you know, we're going to keep track of it. I don't think we'll be adding any of these songs to our, our growing <laughs> playlist of the music that inspired... Maybe we could make a playlist of bogus songs. <laughs> but, like, they're not who they say they are. Well, there you go. We can do that. I can do that. We've, heck, we've actually got it partially done. Scott's got all these in his, in his scratch pad. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know... I, it's just an odd thing, and and I think Riley hit it. It's like, it's musical spam. There's no doubt. No, there's no, no doubt. other way to put it. Musical spam. You're just spamming everybody with your garbage. And maybe I mean, somebody likes it. I don't know. I, I, really? Maybe, really? But maybe it's just like we're like, <laughs> get off my grass. <laughs> you know? I mean... <laughs> It, it hurts to laugh. I, I just want you guys to know that. It hurts to laugh. laugh. Because he's like, it's too much pain. It hurts. <laughs> ah, you kids of that music, you alternative music, get off my grass. I mean, this stuff is worse than Nickelback. I, I never was a fan, but I, I'm truly not a fan of, of this either. And not that I don't listen to some rap music, but... I, I don't know the Ambrosia one. Uh, the title doesn't even really offend me, but the music is just wow. Somebody actually took the time to make that and think it was good enough to post on another and, part. And, and we're talking <laughs> about it, so there you go. Yeah, unbelievable. Well. Interesting topic you found there, Bill. There you go. There you go. So um, that's all I got. Anybody Musical got spam. Else? I don't know. R Riley, anything else you want to tell us? Because you were the guest who got to be here for all this nonsense uh, where people can find your music or your website or yeah. <laughs> what stuff. We could do that. First of all, my music webpage is guitarmadesimpler.com. And I've got a Facebook page, Guitar Made Simpler. Uh, my voiceovers page is wrightywilson.com, and uh, I also do voiceovers. And uh, um, this, one of the things that I think is kind of cool about this is that all of us have got a perspective because we've been in the trenches for a long, long time. And I don't know how many people that get into music in their teens or 20s think about, I'm going to make this a career. Um, you know, we live in the, 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 the days of Star Search and American Idol and America's Got Talent and uh, The Voice and all that. And uh, one of the issues with that is that these aren't people that are used to getting out and working for things over a period of years. You know, Bill, your record, I told you, I was really impressed with it. And that's not a shameless plug for you. Um, but uh, it's, it's a really good record. And that took you a long time to be able to get to a point where you're able to do that. Um, and I, I think that people need to understand that if they're going to be in the music business, they should love it enough that they're going to do it for the long haul, whether they get paid a fortune for it or not. 
Well, and I, I think I think a great thought on that, you know, one of the things that I really like, Riley, is, is you talked about, I think everybody when they start playing as a teenager or whatever uh, has this, like, vision of being some huge rock star, right? But you don't necessarily have to be that. You can make a career, like, as you said, teaching lessons and gigging and writing and things about it. And I think that's, that's kind of the cool thing is, like, you know... Um, I look at it, I'm not, I'm not a rock star. I mean, I worked in a studio. I played in a lot of bands. I did that stuff. But, you know, when I kind of realized that I probably wasn't going to be a rock star, um, that was when I decided to go down a different career path. But ultimately, that led me back to writing, which is how I got connected with Bill through Quint Randall, who we talked about earlier today, because I wrote a thesis on for grad school on, on music um, and music marketing. And that's how I got connected to Bill. And it's like one of those things where that took me full circle, which is, you know, when you love music, like there's a lot of things you can do, writing, reviewing, things like that, that you can make a living on, or at least, you know, for me, it's done on the side. But anyway, pretty interesting. It's very cool. Really cool stuff. Um, and, oh, and and before I forget, Riley, with, with remixing your stuff, I had somebody tell me something a little while ago that um, has stuck with me. We never actually finish a song. What is it? You just get to the point where you're not offended by it anymore and you put it out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's absolutely true. Wow. As I sat here, I, I've been for, for the last uh, week um, and I'm, I'm getting ready hopefully soon here to, to put out a bunch more stuff and the guy who's been supposedly producing this stuff for the last more than two years, I I making trying to make it easier for him. So I took his mix template in Logic, the way he did my that single, and I have taken everything and put it into that template. And it's a huge job. I mean, because this is a guy who, you know, the kick drum doesn't just go to a drum bus; it goes to a kick bus and to a dry bus and to a reverb bus, and that all feeds a, a drum bus. And you know, it's like the way it's supposed to be done if you're in a real studio. But I wasn't doing things that way, and um, it's, it's just—it's a huge amount of work to do it right. And I guess that's part of why I'm so offended by some of this stuff because it really is just. Wow, really? They made some beats or bought some beats and maybe got some MIDI chord pack from some of those YouTube guys selling instant musicians in a box. And Sorry, I hit the wrong button to stop recording for a oh, second. Yeah, was, but anyway. <laughs> what, what I was going to say, no. I, go ahead. I had the privilege studying with the, the second half of the year when I was at GIT. Tommy said in his book, uh, uh, you know, for guitar players only, he said... You'll have a copy. <laughs> ...makes a living in the music business, works hard for their thing, and he said nobody wants to be made fun of for what they do. And I think the thing that bothers me about all of this is that these are all artists that most of us have heard of, and a lot of the listeners and viewers for this podcast have seen as well. And it just seems like they're doing something to hurt an artist. And that's just, not only is it mean-spirited, it's, it's classless and it's unnecessary. That sounds like a good stopping point, right? <laughs> Words of wisdom from Riley. At least one of us has some uh, comments. Uh, uh, guys, I never have you know, words of wisdom, ever. Um, last thing, I, uh, I actually ordered this by accident. 
um, and I'm working on a piece, and maybe we can talk about this next time. Um, there was a guitar lesson that I had that unlocked the instrument for me in the mid-80s. I took a few lessons from a guy named Ted Crane. Riley's going to know who Ted Green was. Um, and Tim, you know who Ted Green was? I've owned the book you're holding for over a decade now because you told me to go buy it. They still publish this. This is a brand new uh -huh. copy of Chord Chemistry. Um, and, and it was one lesson with Ted where he gave me a piece of paper with 25 ways to play a C major triad. Um, and and that really, I'm like literally unlocked the instrument for me. I'm I'm working on a piece there. Maybe we can uh, next time we'll talk about the one thing that made us go. Oh, so that's how this stuff all works together, right? Hey, if you're, you're delving to Ted Green deeply, there's a good buddy of mine that I went to school with at GIT named Tim Lurch. He's all over YouTube. He studied with Ted for years, and he could probably give you a lot of input about that. And uh, so, yeah, uh, hook us up because I like to. I mean, when I say I, I took some lessons from Ted, I took three lessons from Ted six months apart because you would walk in there and in an hour it's like drinking out of a fire hose for an hour, and it yeah. took you six months just to to assimilate everything, just to absorb everything that 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 he'd given you in one lesson. And and I think I think he was charging me. 40 bucks yeah. for an hour? It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know, Larry, the same thing. He went to Joe Pass when he was 16 years old. And he said, I thought I was not a guitar player. And he said, we had to go back to the very basics. It took him two years to go back to Joe when he was 18. And he said, even then, he said, all we could do was delve into some very, very basic harmonic things. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, um, and this has been fun. All right. Well, we got a topic for next time, so or it's something. been fun. And, I, and I'll, I'll hit I'll hit Quint up and see if he wants to uh, be a guest. And we've got some other ideas coming up. And Riley, come back and join us anytime, man. Hey, it was a pleasure, guys. Absolutely. And that's all right. Well, for uh, two old guys and a middle-aged guy, talk about guitars and gear and stuff. This has definitely been a stuff one, and we were actually supposed stuff. to talk about. Nam, I think we're gonna have to do that next time. Although, <clears throat> I uh, all, all this stuff that's coming out, I have literally not seen a single thing that I went. I haven't seen that before, and that looks really cool. The Reader's Digest oh, well. of Nam. Some people, most people, didn't have any new stuff. They just came, but half the people didn't come to Nam either. So okay, there well there you go. I yeah. think we covered it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm pushing stop on the recording for real this time, so. Okay. We're gonna... Don't sign off. <laughs>